Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hi guys, welcome to my book review for this week. And to be honest, I uh, wasn't really sure what I was going to review for this week. Uh, there were several contenders. A uh, quick overview of January. I read 15 books in January, which is probably a record for me. I don't think I've ever read that much in one month. Now, a few of those were books that I started back in December. Uh, didn't finish until January, so I counted them towards January. But uh, several great books, uh, a couple stinkers in there, but generally uh, some very good books there in the month of January. And let me do a quick background. When I was younger, up and through junior high, I hated reading, absolutely hated reading. Uh, In fact, I hated reading so much that when my family went to the mall and my mother and my brother loved going into the bookstores, I would stay outside of the bookstore just in protest because I hated reading that much. And that's ridiculous, but for some reason I thought I was making a point to somebody. And I was always that kid when we read books in English class through uh, even into high school, I would just kind of skim through it and not really read it. And I really regret that. Uh, I wish I could go back and actually read those books. Uh, a lot of them I'm pulling back to reread now that I'm adult. But so if you're still in school and you're watching this, read the books. Uh, it, it might be boring right now, but you'll be glad you did later on. Uh, it's And your grades will be better on the test. So it's a win-win. Uh, anyway, either way, uh, I've really, uh, over the years, continue to grow my love for reading. And this year made a deliberate effort to reprioritize reading, uh, not just for uh, work or for development, but just for enjoyment. And so I've read a lot of nonfiction books, uh, a lot of nonfiction books behind me. Uh, I haven't really given myself the permission to read a lot of fiction. And so into this year, I've really prioritized adding more fiction into my reading, which I I think is a helpful discipline. expanding the mind. Uh, so it's a good discipline there. And not only reading more fiction, but specifically, at least once a month, I want to go back and read a classic, an older book that either I have never read or was supposed to have read back in school, but found a way to just kind of skim and not really pay attention. And so the first classic I picked up in the month of January is the book that I'm going to review here today, and that is Dracula by Bram Stoker, and I have the Kindle edition. And because one reason I love Kindles is I I am one who prefers to have a book in my hands, but sometimes you can't beat the prices on Kindle books. Now, there's some books that I really want to have uh, the hard copy of, depending on what I want to do with it, Uh, but this was one. It was 
probably like 99 cents, I think, on Kindle. So definitely grabbed it uh, and glad I did. So Dracula, and I know a book from the 1800s, uh, it might be a little late to be doing a review on it, but here we go nevertheless. Uh, if you've read it, then a lot of this will not be uh, any surprise to you. If you've never read it, I want to encourage you to read it. Um, what you're going to find, I, I know that with, you, you mentioned Dracula, and automatically you go to, it's a horror book, it's going to be scary, it's evil, I want nothing to do with it. And honestly, that's really not what I found with Dracula. Uh, I was very surprised it was not what I was expecting. Um, I also wish that I had read this when it first came out. Uh, even if you've never read a Dracula book, if you've never seen a Dracula movie, you know the concept and the premise of Dracula, which I think in a lot of ways kind of takes the edge off of the book. Uh, I think if if I had read this when it was first published, uh, it may have been a lot more riveting and a lot more terrifying than it is today. Uh, there's not, I mean, there's, I don't say there's not gory stuff. I mean, there's maybe one or two scenes that would border on gory, but uh, there, there's nothing that is going to make you afraid to turn the lights off or afraid to go to bed, at least not now. Maybe back when it came out, that was the case, but definitely not now. I uh, didn't find myself scared at any point. What really intrigued me about reading this was a description somebody gave, and uh, I I'm, this is probably a bad confession, I love found footage movies. I, I just really enjoy the premise. Now, some of them are just horrible, but if done decently, I actually kind of enjoy found footage movies. I enjoy the premise. Uh, I just kind of enjoy that more intimate engagement with what's happening in the story. Dracula is very much put together like a found footage novel. Uh, it's not simply told through as a story. It is a collection of letters written back and forth between the characters, uh, journal entries by the characters, all of them put together uh, to tell the story of Dracula. And I, I would, I would say I'd, I'd probably break the book into thirds, uh, even though the the middle part is longer than just a third, but there's kind of three parts to the story. It's story, the story opens with Jonathan Harker, who is the primary uh, protagonist, if you will, and other characters surrounding him. But it starts with him going to Transylvania to the uh, castle of Count Dracula. Now, right away, in our day and age, as soon as you see that, you say, uh, this isn't going to go well for him. Uh, but obviously he has, he's never heard the Dracula story, has no reason to be afraid or intimidated. And the closer he gets to the castle as he travels, more and more people uh, are acting strangely about it. More and more people are uh, kind of uh, scared for him, and he's not sure what that's all about. But he goes to the castle of Count Dracula for the purpose of finalizing some legal documents because Count Dracula is purchasing uh, an estate in London. So he's going there as a, a legal agent to finalize the paperwork of that real estate transaction. So as far as he's concerned, it's just a business trip and quickly things turn south. Now, again, this is the first part of the book, so it's uh, not major spoilers, but obviously, you know, a guy's going to the estate of Count Dracula things are not going to go well. And suddenly he realizes that things are a little strange with Count Dracula, and he's beginning to notice weird things happening to him 
uh, hint, hint as to what might be happening to Mr. Harker. And he begins to realize that he's actually being held captive, even though he didn't. It took him a while to figure that out. But eventually uh, he is released. Obviously, by the time you get to that point, there's still a lot left in the book. So no major surprise there. So the middle chunk of the book, which is probably the longest chunk of the book and probably the more difficult to get through, is really plays out like more of a medical mystery thriller kind of thing, if you will, uh, almost like a house MD, if you ever watched that show. Uh, just Jonathan Harker has some weird physical things that have happened to him. Uh, his uh, friend of his has some definite weird things going on with her. Uh, and they're trying to figure out what is going on. Now, again, as the reader in 2021, we know exactly what's going on with these characters. But if you're first reading the book, you have no clue what's really going on. And so this is this middle section is where you're introduced to kind of the guy who becomes a central figure moving forward. And that is Dr. Van Helsing, uh, who obviously we've seen movies featuring Van Helsing. And that's a name that should be familiar. And so he really kind of becomes the central character in that middle portion of the book as he is kind of the main doctor trying to figure out what's happening to these people, why they're suffering these strange uh, physical ailments, what's happening to them. And so, again, we get all these different letters and exchanges uh, that are going. So he's trying to compile the evidence, figure out what in the world is happening. And they begin to make a connection to Count Dracula, that he's somehow uh, involved in this. And we'll go into all of how that plays out. And this is where you're kind of led into how the book is arranged, where they decide that they are going to gather all of these journal entries, all of these letters that were exchanged, all of these uh, uh, posts that were sent to each other and compile them together to get the full story of what's happening. Now, sometimes you read through and you know, a whole chapter is one person's journal entry. And it, at least for me, I've never met anyone who has journaled in that much detail as some of these characters do, because uh, there's several chapters that just play out like a, a novel from a first-person perspective. Uh, I've never met anyone to journal that diligently and that thoroughly, but you know, they do. And uh, it's good for them that they all did that uh, independent of each other because they would need that to help figure out what exactly is going on. So that's the middle section of the book. Uh, again, at times that can drag out a little bit, but if you kind of like the uh, crime scene investigation type thing or medical mystery thing. It, it kind of falls into that vein. Then the final third of the book is when they finally realize that Count Dracula is the culprit. Uh, they figure out who and what he is, and they try to plan a way to stop him from executing what his full plan is. So I uh, won't go into how that unfolds or what the result of that is. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, even though the book has been around for a really long time. I'm glad I didn't know how things end because it did uh, create some tension and how exactly things would play out. So really enjoyed reading Dracula. Uh, again, I was uh, never, never a reader when I was younger, uh, really avoided classics, uh, never had the patience to work through them and appreciate them for what they were. Uh, Dracula was a great place to start for me. Uh, again, if you have the idea that it's just going to be this terrifying horror book, it's not that. Uh, there's very little in here I think that would classify as horror, even though the the book revolves around the antagonist is a vampire. 
So obviously there's that horror uh, genre in there, but there's really not a lot in here that would be classified as horror content. Uh, a couple of scenes here and there, but by and large, it really comes, it's more of a crime me medical mystery kind of read. So that, that was at least my take on it. Some might think differently. Uh, if you've read the book, would love to hear your comments and your feedback on it. But I think definitely worth uh, the category of a classic. Very glad I read it. Would highly recommend it. Uh, if you are in, if anything I've said sounds at all interesting to you. Again, if you've been afraid of it because you don't like horror, uh, I really don't think you're going to have a problem with it. Honestly, and, and for me, I don't know if the, what this says about me. Uh, there were more moments when I was reading The Fellowship of the Ring several years ago that I felt were a lot creepier than anything I came across in Dracula. Again, uh, written in the late 1800s, so by comparison to today's standards, um, it may have been terrifying to people back then, but I think for better, for worse, where we are now, I don't think there's much that you're going to be terrified of or want to sleep with the lights on or anything. So uh, really enjoyed reading through here, uh, read through it fairly quickly. Uh, some of the language is a bit dated, but it's not to the point where it's going to trip you up at all. Um, very enjoyable, very readable, uh, highly recommend it. Uh, Dracula by Ron Stoker. If you haven't read it yet, really encourage you to do so. So again, that's my highlight book for the month for uh, one of my highlight books for January. And I already have a couple of great books I'm reading here in February. And uh, we'll see which one I'll review next week. So thanks a lot for watching and we'll catch you back here next time. Take care.